Hello, sisters. This is Danielle. So great to be on with you. I'm joining you here in San Diego with my best friend, Kirsten. Hi, everybody. Super happy to be here today. We have not actually spoken or um, talked um, or recorded in a long time. It feels like for us anyway. We usually talk every other day and we have both just had a lot some totally different time zones, first of all, being yeah. in Hawaii for Kirsten and me in San Diego. And so we're just, yeah, we have so much to catch up on anyway as friends. And, you know, I was actually telling her I was excited to talk about before and I'll kind of start off with this and then we've got lots of just personal stuff we're processing and as you know as I started this podcast I just prayed like we just really love this time of conversation for our own friendship and if it can be like you know you can be a fly in a wall and what we process we hope it helps and you know in, in Sunday school today we were talking um, about um, in the Bible about in the New Testament and we were talking about how you know gospel truths and staying you know, on those truths and not like bringing in our own interpretation and all these types of thing and false doctrine is basically what we were saying. And, you know, the comment that I made that I have really found to be helpful is, um, you know, Christ leads his church with the, with the truth. But I love that president Nelson has so much emphasis on personal revelation because we all interpret things so different, including like Paul's words. Like he was using things from his cultural time, the circumcised, I'm circumcised. And I'm like, is he really talking about what, you know, sometimes it gets me confused. Is he, he's meaning that, you know, figuratively or actual, (laughs) is he, is he talking about removing foreskin or not removing foreskin? (laughs) (laughs) And so exactly. Cause they were saying like he, he circumcised somebody and I was like, and in this, in just in Sunday school. And I was like, for reals or meaning gospel. I just don't know, you know? So anyway, the point came to me is, and I, you know, I've thought about this before is we each have such different contextual learning. Like I have family influence, personal experience influence. And then you talk about cultural and traditional, but then if you add on whatever the heck I learned in the pre-existence too, which came with me. So I have so many different like ways about me and what's knitted into every single thing that I interpret. I mean, we need personal revelation because the Lord is able to know exactly whatever makes up all this knitted fabric of me and can give it to me in a way I can understand, you know, little pebble stone by pebble stone. And then it like leads me to higher levels. And so I'm not saying anything like, you know, scriptures are amazing and they're part of that individual revelation. As I read them, I get individual revelation for me. And I just, I love that President Nelson talks so much about that. And I think it's, I think it's crucial for me, like little things that I get, sometimes I want to share with people and I'm like, they're like, oh, that's cool. But it doesn't mean the same as I'm like, it's profound, you know, but it's just, and I, that's just because, you know, the iron rod isn't the scriptures. The iron rod is your personal direction from God, which you can get through the scriptures, which you can get through the apostles, but the word of God is his word to you. It really is a changing thing. Wow. I've never thought of that. I never thought of that before. I've just always thought the iron rod is the word of God. Like that's what it is. And the word of God is, yeah, it is. Yeah. 
the word of God is written in the scriptures and given to apostles and prophets. Like I just like, I, I love what you're saying. I'm like, Oh, and the word of God is given to me individually. That's so amazing. Wow. You know, I, as you were talking, so I'm fasting today and I'm weak. I am weak. I told Danielle before we started recording, I'm like, I'm in the moment where I am hungry and I need to be filled with the spirit. And that's the only way. And I know that that's why I do it, I guess. <laughs> Earlier, I was like, I hate fasting. I'm never doing this again, you know? And, and now as I, as I get to connect with each of you and be filled with the spirit, I'm already feeling better. But I love the imagery of knitting, what you were talking about. I was imagining this like knitted tapestry of my life and what I'm asking the Lord to do with that tapestry is to be gentle. I just, I'm just pleading with the Lord right now. Like, just be gentle with me, be so loving and kind and understanding that my context and my past and my experiences and my family and all of those things, like, oh gosh, I, I'm weak. (laughs) My tapestry feels weak right now. And And yet it's strong, but also it's like the scripture says, like he makes weak things become strong unto them. And also I think my strengths can also be my weaknesses, right? Because some strengths that I have that may be, you know, very driven or very like goal oriented or very like, you know, how am I going to succeed or achieve, right? That can also be used against me and it can be used against my relationship with the Lord because I am so, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do, God. Here's me. And this is what I, you know, it's just kind of a naturally like, okay, I'm going to do all these goals. And I am constantly reminded to yield. I'm, it's like, a, it's a regular lesson. And I, I believe that God knows how we are created and what our individual threads are made of. And so that's why the atonement of Jesus Christ is so individual, right? It's like it's like this extra little thread that comes through and just like purifies the whole tapestry and makes it all beautifully strong in Christ. I'm so grateful for it. Oh my goodness, I need it. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of like what what we were saying before we started recording, and you just reminded me how amazing how the atonement comes into that, and something that, you know, I've you know I say it's like learn from the past, have hope in the future, but live in the present because you know we have two major powers um that are God God given powers. One of them is our agency, our power of choice, being able to choose. A second one is being in the present, living in the present moment. And we were talking is, you know, in the present is when God guides you and he guides you individually, right? This individual revelation that you get little ideas in your mind that come to you and then they're coupled with feelings of the spirit. That is how you know it's from God. Pretty simple, right? An idea comes to your mind that you feel peace or, you know, happy about, or maybe, um, comfort about, or whatever it is, maybe it's, um, um, charitable, any type of charity feeling, right? That's the feeling fruits of the spirit and a coupled with an idea that comes from God. So you have this individual information, information that comes to you in the present moment. 
that helps you to take care of the past and take care of the future, but it's all in the present moment. And that's just so much power. And sometimes when I'm getting, cause, and I know Kirsten, you're kind of going through this too, but I've been thinking about, well, what am I going to do if I want to, I kind of want to sell my house and I want to, I want to do this. I want to, I want to do this though too, but that doesn't make sense. You know? And I get like, ah, and I'm like, okay, let me go back to the present. And I give my hopes about whatever I'm wanting in the future, like camper van, whatever it is, you know, um, you know, living debt free, all those kinds of things. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to give those to you. I'm going to stay in the present where I'm at. And I know you're going to guide me with these little decisions that will take care of that in the future. And so that's kind of, uh, something I remind myself constantly of is just being in the present. And then what I went going back to what you said on the atonement, like the atonement is how you cleanse all of those things so that the future and past will be taken care of. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really powerful. That's something that is part of my fast today actually is being present in the moment. I have a very, I think a lot of us do. We have a tendency to really stress about our future and there's so many things that, you know, we need to take care of, right? I mean, there's a lot of decisions that we have to make and God's not going to make those decisions for us. And he's going to allow us to learn for our highest and best good in those decisions. Um, but man, sometimes I feel like I create a lot more stress and anxiety and uh, complication, you know, in my life. And I, I wonder, you know, why I do that and why, you know, why did I create this scenario for myself? And I think one thing that you and I have learned, if there's one thing that I have learned the most this past year, and maybe it's been a couple of years, I don't know, but I'm going to really, really give credit to 2019 as the year that I, I took complete responsibility for my emotions, my actions and everything on such a deeper level too. Like, like not just like, Oh yeah, I made that decision, but like my soul is guiding my life. And so even if I go through something that's really difficult, like really hard that I would not have consciously chosen, I still believe that my soul consciously chose it. Like it was like, okay, I don't want to, you know, I don't know. I don't want to go. I don't even, can't even think of specific examples, but like, I believe that like, even in our businesses too, I coach, you know, in different team members that I have. And I talk to them about what they're experiencing in their business. And I'm like, you know what? I, I believe there is something subconsciously in you that wants to experience your business this way. And I don't know why, and I can't change it for you, but like you have to really go down to your belief in like, what do you deserve and what do you, what kind of experience do you want to have? You know, and Danielle, you challenged me last week, which by the way, I completely forgot. I just remembered now, but you challenged me to not say, I think like not say the word hard or something about the word hard. Like, cause I do have a deep rooted belief that if something is not difficult, it's not really worth it. Like I don't, I'm not going to build the muscle or the resilience or the character that I need. And that's, that's pretty deeply rooted in me actually. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get rid of that one in this life. I might, I mean, I'm still young. Right. But, um, anyway, such a powerful, um, example and thought process of our future and present and past. Thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I, yeah, on the word hard, you know, everything that I'm learning as I, as I partner with God, 
it's at ease. He is at ease, right? Christ is at ease and he makes things at ease. We, when we try to take on like more than what we can bear, then it becomes hard. And he's like, Hey, give that back to me. (laughs) Why did you take that from me? You'd get, you know? And so like, I imagine what helps me when I do like, you know, repentance or if I'm like, you know, kind of stressing over something in the future, maybe finances or something like that. Then I just go, okay, I need to give this to you, God, I'm going to give you this part. And I imagine the savior there. And I either put it in a UPS shipping box and I'm like, here, you can have this and this and this, this is all stressing me out. And I'm going to seal it up with tape. I'm going to give it to you. And I, you know, package it up and I say here, I'm going to give all that to you. And I'm going to live in the present. And I just want to feel your peace in the present. I'm going to give you that stuff for, to help me in the future. Just kind of give back to me little by little easily what I can do to, you know, prepare or whatever I need to, you know, for the finances or to, you know, make, you know, the ends meet here or for helping my family or whatever. So, and once I give it to him, if I start to stress again, maybe it's a week later, maybe it's an hour later, then I go, Oh, Oh, sorry. I opened your box. I had just given to you. I just imagine it makes it like, I use these very visual, um, ways in my mind so that it helps my brain create like stronger anchoring with it. It's like, I want to know, Oh wait, I just opened your box that I gave you for a gift. And it's, you know, through the atonement, I'm giving him this gift for the atonement. And I'm like, and I took stuff back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here you go. You can have it again. I'm staying in the present. And in this present moment, I'm making dinner and I am loving like cutting up this tomato. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just staying in the present. My cats are here. I'm going to go on a walk or whatever it is. So anyway, that kind of helps me um, like make it more uh, visual, make it more strong so that I can have, it, it strengthens my faith, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It really strengthens those faith, those fibers of my faith. This is a practice, I think, because like I'm, I've got some pretty heavy things I'm stressing about right now and I am looping out about them. I am. I am like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I've got to make this phone call and that phone call and do this research. And then I've got to like set up this website and you know what I mean? Like there's so much work. I'm just like, wow. And so I get a little bit like confused and, and maybe even a little, I don't know. Annoyed is not the word because I do like this idea, this practice, but I'm, I'm like, how do I actually accomplish what I have to take care of before I like, you know, like die, <laughs> not really die, but you know, like, how do I really get all this done? Like, and, and it has to be done. Like, is the Lord going to do that work for me or am I doing that work? But I'm just asking him to like, like, how do you kind of navigate through that, you know, and, and relate it to something that you actually stress about and then how it like works out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. It's a good point. You know, um, I just imagine it like, um, and this is, this just came to my head as something just happened this weekend. It's totally minimal compared to like something like financial stress, but, um, but it's a, it's just an example of it. But, um, part of it is just being able to partner and just know that I'm partnered with you. And one thing I do, well, first let me back up. I brain dump, like, so I call it brain dumping. I do that pretty much like once a day. And I'm just like, okay, all these things are on my mind to call, do this, cancel this, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, I'll brain dump. And then, 
um, I'll either like spend some time thinking about when is a good time for me to call and cancel this? When is a good time to me to call and, you know, yell at, you know, the gas and electric. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I just kind of like look at when will make it feel easier rather than it just swarming my freaking head like bees. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I need each of them you know, laid out and when can I do them? And I'm partnering with God as I'm going through this, you know, I'm in my mind. So, so he'll kind of, I feel like I feel like I can feel at peace and ease and I can feel, okay, Monday morning will be a good time to do that one. And then I've got this phone call. So I'll have to wait till later. You know what I mean? So I just, I feel like I get guided and I feel like I calm myself down in that sense. But the other aspect is just sometimes I'm overwhelmed and I cannot take care of it. I have no idea. And so I just said, I actually, I have a better example that came to me just now too, that I had, um, someone that I ministered to who, who texted me on a Sunday night and needed, um, some help. Um, not, no, she didn't need help. She just said, are you in bed? And it was like 10 PM. And I'm like, uh, yeah, like, and that's not my forte to want to get up out of bed and go serve someone. I'm sorry. That's it's not. And I could feel that. And I started looping out about that, about myself and beating myself up and like, I don't want to get out of bed and help her. What does she need? Oh, you know? And I, and then I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. I don't just go serve. And it's right after the prophet told us to serve people when it's inconvenient. And I'm like, it's definitely inconvenient. I'm in my bed, you know? And I looped, I looped out and I was beating myself up about it. And, and she, you know, we, I texted her and she said, she'll let me know how she's doing in the morning, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, point being all day Monday, I just beat myself up with guilt and just like, ah, and it was awful. So I was just taking all of this stuff on. And finally I was like, um, I was, I had to ground myself from it. And I, I went to, it was Tuesday morning, Monday night. I grounded myself. I said, you're grounded from thinking about it. Go to bed. So, cause all I could do is I is like, I didn't want to serve her because I was be- beating myself up so much. So Tuesday morning comes, I wake up and I go straight to the Lord. And I just said, I'm going to give you myself. I'm like, I'm grounded from me. <laughs> I'm giving you me. And I want to give you this person. And I imagine myself just putting me and her by his side. And I said, I need this burden lifted and you can give back to me um, little by little, what I'm ready to handle because I, I just spiraled into like major negativity about myself, which doesn't help me serve anybody. So then that day I actually just, I see doing the visuals help me strengthen my faith. If I start taking it on, I was like, no, 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 here back by your side. I am just trusting you've got this person that I'm not failing in some major way because until I can get my head right, I can't even serve anybody. Right. So about the afternoon came and I had felt just free and alleviated. I had an idea to do something for her. And I was like, Oh, that sounds great. So I got myself out of beating myself up out of guilt, out of overwhelm and swarming of things to finally, cause I'd given it to him. And I just said, I'm not taking care of her or me, or I'm not doing anything with that right now. Cause I have to calm myself back down. So anyway, about the afternoon came and I just had this idea and it felt great. And I texted her, I said, I would love to come see you. How are you doing? And blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I would love that. So I went and visited her, spent two hours just talking. I was fully present with her. I wasn't looping out of guilt. I wasn't serving her out of guilt. And she was so grateful. She texted me. She goes, that meant so much that you just came and listened to me. And she ended up bringing me flowers to church. And it was just, it was so sweet, but I showed up fully rather than showing up out of like should or guilt. And so anyway, th- it might be a little different than exactly what you're saying, but I'm just kind of seeing how 
giving the visual to him and I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything with it right now. I just, you take it and then he will be like so comforting and nice to you. And he's going to let you be at love with yourself and at peace with yourself. And then he'll give you here. Now go surf. Now you're in the place. Yeah, that's, that's actually a perfect example. Thank you for that. I love that experience that you had. And it's interesting too, right? Like how when you were going through that experience and that judgment of yourself and, you know, the whole thing, right? You get the text and then you kind of are looping out. And then the whole next day, you know, when you were going through that, it felt heavy and scary and fearful and judgmental and, and, and God allowed you to feel that too, right? Like that pain of that whole process was part of the experience. And now as you're past it, you're able to use that to share with me and with others who are listening, right? So it is like how, to me, it feels like he consecrates all of our um, trials for our gain. And that pain that you went through and that fear and all that actually was part of the thing. And I think a lot of times, especially me, I want to avoid that pain. I want to avoid, you know, and yeah, there, it's, it's part of it, right? You don't have to have the pain. I mean, we choose to experience that too, but the Lord allows us to experience those things to also strengthen our connection to him and to the atonement. And it's, it reminds me of what you taught me recently about, you were reading about um, Liberty Jail and what the Lord says to Joseph in Liberty Jail about the atonement, right? Oh yeah, that was incredible. Now I just remember what you said, what are, what we talked about. It yeah. said that, um, gosh, I'm going to try to paraphrase cause my book's in the other room, but said, basically I chose to not take that part of the atonement on so that you could learn based I'm paraphrasing you guys, but you could learn Joseph a deeper layer of mercy. So he, he allowed him to suffer everything he did to refine him and he said, I, I chose to not take that. Like I didn't chose to not take that part of the suffering through the atonement for you because you allowed him to bond. And af- actually, if you read a lot of the saints and what they said about Joseph after Liberty Jail, which is such a funny name, Liberty, <laughs> like that's not Liberty and Jail together. That's interesting. But anyway, um, if you read, they really call it his refining moment because when he got out of there, um, he was so much. Um, more just a powerful man after that with, um, with the Lord's word and everything. And, you know, reading the saints book, you see, like, he definitely had a little bit of a, a head on him with before, before Liberty gel, making some decisions and out of, you know, out of scarcity and everything they were dealing with at the time. So it's not a judgment. It was just interesting. It did refine him. So yeah. And it's, it's always a choice. Like how, like I, until I was like, Tuesday morning where I was like, I mean, I did almost a full, you know, over more than a day of like spiraling about myself, but until I was like, ah, okay, I don't want to feel this way. And I was like, I was dead serious. Like I was like willing to just figure out whatever I needed to do to not feel that way. And it kind of goes back to, you know, our, our pod that we did on self-love is, you know, the first commandment is to love God with everything that you have. Right. And the second is to love your neighbor as thyself. But you, it says love as thyself. It doesn't say love your neighbor over yourself. How can you serve your neighbor if you are not loving God and yourself? So get yourself right first. That's what I've learned. In fact, my Relief Society has given me the most wonderful lady to 
you know, minister to, but also has so many needs. And I have loved that because it's really taught me and allowed me the opportunity to learn how to love myself, be in a state of just complete joy for myself so that I can actually serve someone rather than just doing, Oh, I'm a minister's sister. I just have to, I'll just go do this. I'll, you know, I don't show up that way. I, I have in the past and it, Oh, it feels awful. Now I make sure, and you know, I'm sorry if my, my journey to do that, you know, is a little longer than someone else's to serve. That's okay. This is my journey, but I love that I'm learning a deeper level of love for myself because I want to serve this person and I love this person. Absolutely. There's, there's an, a bigger gift in all of it, right? So serving is good, but the, the Lord always wants to maximize all the gifts. I feel like, you know, he's like, and this one, and this one, and look at how we can make this great. And, you know, as you were talking to, I, I think all of this, the lesson really here is your faith in knowing that the Lord is with you all the time that you are worthy and loved and that he's like wanting to be there for you all the time. I think that is really the first part that you have to believe. Cause if you don't believe that, then none of the rest of what we're talking about um, really works quite well. It doesn't make it any less true, but it doesn't work as well for you. If you don't believe that the Lord is with you there. Um, and I was thinking, I was actually trying to look in doc. It's doctrine and covenants one twenty one where he is in Liberty jail. So just for those of you that want to go back and, you know, read about what the Lord says to him in Liberty jail and, and what that means. But, um, I was thinking about, um, I don't remember what I was thinking about. I was kind of like reading 121 and trying to find this one little phrase, but, but it's okay. Um, I was thinking about how, Oh, Oh, I know I had this visual given to me as you were talking. And this is the visual that I'm going to take with me through the rest of my fast. And it, it was kind of like, a okay, it's kind of funny, you guys, but you know, the Lord speaks to us and however we can visualize, right? Um, it's like a video game and I'm player one and the Lord is player two. And most of the time I'm, I'm using player one to play. Like it's me. And, and I'm like, the Lord's like my sidekick. You know what I mean? I'm like, you back there, Lord? Like you got my back, you know? And he's like, yeah, girl, I got you. Right. And right now, like this practice, especially fasting, especially today, like I have to let the Lord be player one. I'm the sidekick in this. I want the Lord to lead. And Maybe sometimes we don't want the Lord to lead. Maybe sometimes we say we want the Lord to lead, but we don't actually, you know, our actions and like, you know, the way we're operating isn't the Lord leading. And maybe that's okay too. You know, like, I don't think he's, he's good. He's confident in himself. You know, <laughs> he's like, yeah, go ahead and leave. You got this. I got your back. I'm not going anywhere, but be aware of what you're asking for. Like I find myself a lot like, Lord, let me follow you and let me be an instrument in thy hands. Let me follow the spirit first, be more intuitive, be more loving, be more charitable. And yet I'm still player one. And so he is like, okay, I'll let you do all. And, and this is what's so amazing. I, I feel that the Lord is still like, yeah, as much as you possibly can as player one, for sure. I'll, I, I will give you everything that you possibly need to do it. 
but you're so exhausted and anxious and tired and all of these things because you're not taking the time to let the Lord be player one. So that's my commitment to you all for the rest of this day. I am done being player one. In fact, I hope the Lord will make my children dinner tonight because you know what? <laughs> it will probably be so delicious. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's such a good analogy, especially because I grew up on video games. I love it. Um, it is. I, I do. They, uh, he's so gentle about everything in wanting us to gain experiences. And so I guess my, you know, invitation for all of us is to practice hearing the Lord speak to you. He speaks to us in our own language. He's, and I'm sure many of you have had such deep conversations with him already and just keep inviting those, like getting to know him on an individual level. I love um, moments where I can ask him a question and, you know, that I'm like, so, you know, what kind of uh, wildcats do you like? And you know what? He said cougars, <laughs> you know, just like funny things. And I would just, you know, just like asking like questions to him and getting to having a personal relationship, no matter what it takes in, um, because that's the iron rod right back to that iron rod. That is your guidance for what you need to do for your individual life, finances, well-being, or whatever it is, your kids. Um, it's your iron rod is that individual revelation with the savior, with God, which comes through the Holy ghost. Let him be player one. So I love it. Thanks so much, sisters. So great to be on with you all today. And we look forward to next time. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.